0: And the reality is that many who cry holiness don't understand wholeness. Don't understand wholeness. Don't understand wholeness. And there can be no holiness without wholeness. And for the wholeness in you, you have to value what's been invested in you enough not to be involved in everything. You don't need to be involved in everybody's business. You don't need to be involved in every conversation. You don't need to be involved in every fight. And some of us, can I I talk real game to you? Because I've been there, I've been there. And the reality is that many times we only get involved because we feel the need uh 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 to feel validated or to feel important by getting involved important by getting involved because we honestly have not valued what it is that the creator has called designed, and purpose us to be it's just not big enough it's just not good enough Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose of. That's inside of me to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to wwwcliftonpettijohncom forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, forward slash transformation what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments good to be back with each and every one of you. As you see, we've done something special on tonight. I don't know what's going on with Facebook, but I applied a long time ago to merge uh, my former ministry page, which was Clifton and Petty John Ministries, to the Transformation Center page. It has not merged yet. As you can see, you see the Transformation Center New Jersey and Delaware. That is the page I'm attempting to merge with our transformation center page so we are live on both pages we are live on both pages right now so if you are listening i encourage you to share with somebody if you're not listening because a lot of people don't watch us live they watch the replay of it and i'm cool with that i don't care how you watch it as long as you get the message as long as you get the conversation listen but listen but if you are watching us live and you want to join in on the conversation you are welcome to join in the comment section. But make sure if you post a comment that you give StreamYard permission to post your comment. Otherwise, I will not see your comment until after the live. And I don't wanna miss your comment. Also, you'll see in the comment section as well, if you're not comfortable posting your question or your comment publicly, you can always email us at admin at the transformation center life all right so i'm excited tonight but i want to calm down and here's why i want to calm down because sometimes i go a little too fast when i get excited and when i get excited and go a little too fast i start to rush myself so i'm gonna say i am not rushing myself tonight if it takes five hours to get this out we're gonna get this out now. But I'm going to take my time tonight because I feel like tonight's topic is very necessary for us. And we've been in our Blueprint series. And if you listen to our last, and listen, y'all, it's been a minute. I just thought about that. I have not been on this live with your lovely faces this year, I think. I think the last Purpose Empowerment session we did was the end of December. Because we had Spirit Week in January, and I hope that if you are following our page, you have went and listened to Spirit Week. I hope you have. If you have not, it's okay. I encourage you to go and listen. Not right now, because I want you to listen to what's being said, but after we finish, I want you to take time out and listen to Spirit Week in its entirety. It's available on uh, YouTube, and it's actually on our page but what i'm going to do when i finish i'm going to put the link in the comment section so you have direct access to it okay i want because i want you guys to go and experience what i excuse me i'm sorry what i experienced at spirit week i'm gonna tell you y'all it is imperative that you are around people that can help pull you where you need to be pulled to or People that can recognize where you are and hold you accountable to being there will not allow you to slip back into whatever it may be that you want to slip back in. You know how we do from time to time. All right. So, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about framework. And when I'm talking about framework, I'm talking about our belief system, I'm talking about how we frame our life, how we frame our world, our thought processes. I'm talking about all of those things. Now, if we go back to uh, the last Purpose Empowerment session, where we dealt with our ologies, and we know it was psychology, theology, uh, thinkology, receiveology. Now, I made those two up. Uh, audioology. We dissect all, dissected all of our ologies to get us to here, and it is very imperative that we begin to dissect those ologies, because if we can begin to dissect those ologies, we will find that we have created those ologies from sometimes a unhealthy space, a un- unhealthy space. And what I mean by that is that we haven't really put much thought into those things. Just, we are just operating off of what we were told. And anytime we operate off of what we are to- were told versus our personal convictions, There is a war within us. There's a battle going on within us. And as that battle is going on within us, here we are finding ourselves thinking, excuse me, we're finding ourselves thinking thoughts about ourselves that are not true, thinking thoughts about other things that are not not true. And what I want to get us to, I want us to be able to strip all of that aside and then begin to frame our life out the way that it needs to be framed out. One of the things here at the Transformation Center that I always talk about is uh, where I pray, I praise God that he gave me the the name, the Transformation Center, y'all, because listen, I had a whole bunch of different names. It was all based upon what I was going through at that moment. One time it was going to be the birth this center. I, oh, I'm a birth this thing out of me. Another time, what was it? It was always an empowerment center or something framed around there. But the creator, after I wrote my book from Stagnation to Transformation, I encourage you, to go by com and check that out. After he uh after he had given me the idea from for from stagnation and transformation, he began to deal with me concerning the transformation center. And if I were to go back some years, he had already given me the vision and the blueprint for the transformation center. However, 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 I was trying to make the transformation center fit into a traditional flow, a traditional church, a traditional ministry, when that was never the design for it. Here's here's one I throw out there at you. Whatever God has called, created, and designed you to do, don't you ever submit it to tradition. Don't you ever submit it to, to, to tradition. Why? Because it needs the authenticity of who he created and designed you to be in order for it to flow effectively. Now, am I saying you won't be effective when you submit it to, to non-authenticity? No, I'm not saying that. But you'll never be fully effective until you say, all right, God, you gave it to me this way. You've given me the blueprint. I'm tired of trying to make it look like, sound like, or or, or be like what I feel a traditional ministry should be. Now, I'm going to submit it to you and let you do that which you desire to do through me and that's what it's all about when it comes to our framework our framework needs to be built upon our personal relationship with the creator or how however you identify the universe however you identify we already know this is a safe space in a judgment-free zone all right so whatever it is that you identify as as your superpower or whatever it is that you identify as your creator your god your You're a supreme being. We want to make sure that you are constructing your framework around what he, she, they have designed you to be, all right? That's how we want to make sure that you are constructing your framework. We don't want you to limit who you are off of experiences you may have or experiences that you may not have had but you expected, expected to have by now. See, there are things that alter our framework, but I'm not even going to get into that yet. Here's what I want to do. If you follow me on IG or you follow me on Facebook or follow the ministry page on either, you have seen that I have posted some videos, and those videos are around the art of framing, the art of framing. Now, I'm going to show those videos very quickly, and then we're going to continue the conversation. Go. important to learn proper framing techniques because it could mean the difference between a ball or a strike. Preferably, we like to try to receive the balls right out of track. Catcher might have to rock a little bit from left to right to try to, to try to receive some of those balls that are coming close down the middle of the plate. But if it's too far away, you want the catcher to roll the fingers in towards the strike zone, kind of like a funnel of everything coming in towards the plate. If it's low, then the catcher will receive it as a pick motion from back and up. Look at him hold that. Hopefully you all saw all three videos. I showed them in the wrong order, okay? But we're still going to talk about it. I do apologize for the background noise. But we're going to talk about all three videos, okay? So the first video I showed, you actually saw a coach teaching a catcher how to frame, okay? Now I want to just give you a little backdrop of why I'm sharing this uh, video of a catcher doing the frame the art of framing i played baseball for the majority of my uh life from elementary through high school okay uh my first year if you've ever heard me talk about it i absolutely sucked i mean to the point where i wouldn't even put me on any team at all you feel me however um the next year i always tell this this story the next year uh, I had a new coach, and this coach used to play with my uncle, but this coach saw something in me that I didn't even see. This is why you need coaches, because some of you said, I'm not paying for no life, coach. I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for that. Any coach that's worth their salt can see some things in you that you yet can identify, but they will teach you how to navigate to those very things in your life, all right? So if you're wondering why you need a coach, that's why. So I had a coach, and he decided he wanted me to try out Uh, he picked me on his team and he wanted me to pitch. Now, if you had saw me the year before, you wouldn't even have wanted me to carry the equipment. You feel me? I'm telling you the truth. It it was that bad, y'all. You wouldn't even have wanted me to carry the equipment. Like, I was a dude, uh, and literally, you always have to give everybody one at bat and one inning in the field. I always was the last one. And I understood understood it because guess why? I sucked. And if I was my coach, I would have found a way not even to allow me to play, just being honest, all right? But that second year, he tried me out pitching. And when he tried me out pitching, it was as if I was a totally different person. Now, you know anything about the Transformation Center. We talk about transformation from the same standpoint as the cartoon, the Transformers. Now, if you know anything about the cartoon, the Transformers, The theme song says something, and I I don't even know all the words to the theme song, even though it was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. It wasn't my favorite. He-Man was my favorite in the Masters of the Universe. But Transformers was up there, okay? But it was the theme song, and it said, Transformers more than meets the eye. I just want to remind you of the purpose of the Transformation Center. The purpose of the Transformation Center is to help you navigate to that more than meets the eye in your own personal life. So this coach saw something in me that I just did not see. Now, notice I said he saw it in me. It was already there. He just had to get me to a place where I could navigate to it and begin to unlock it, and begin to unlock it. Now, tonight I said, we're just having a conversation. This is how I flow. You'll see me get excited. You'll see me get hyped. You'll see me calm down. You'll see me calm down. You'll see me calm down. Now, let me, I'm not singing tonight because... Y'all didn't pay me the sing, okay? Anyway, uh, he began to unlock that inside of me. And from there on out, not only was I a baseball player, but I was an all-star and a star on teams. And I'm not bragging on myself, but, yo, I'm telling you, your boy was nice. He was nice. But around the, I think it was like the 10th or 11th grade season, I got bored. I used to pitch. I played first base, and I played outfield, okay? And I got bored doing that. So one day I just woke up and I was like, yo, I want to catch. And I'm left-handed. If you know anything about baseball, there are very few left-handed catchers. Matter of fact, I don't believe there's any in the major leagues right now, and I don't remember there being any in years back that I can remember. So I decided I wanted to catch, okay? So my coach decided to allow me to catch. I did not expect to start as a catcher. We had some great catchers on the team but I just wanted to be there to fill in and and see if I was any good at it. well one of the first things that I learned as a catcher was the art of framing and the art of framing is what you just watched on the video now you saw the first video where the coach was teaching it the correct way and the correct way of teaching it is you might have a pitch thrown at you that is a ball but it's close enough that you can pull that thing in to make it a strike. Now, you got to be skilled at it because if you get caught doing it, a lot of times the umpires will get frustrated and that'll mess up. That'll make a day for your pitcher one of the worst days your pitcher ever has because he won't get any other close calls. So you have to be careful how you do it. Now, I showed you two other videos because they were the extreme measure of it, they were the extreme. Measure of it. I want you to stick with me because we're going to go somewhere. I promise you, we are going somewhere, okay? They are the extreme measures of it. If you saw the one pitch, the pitch was over the kid's head. He pulled it down and tried to frame it. You saw the other pitch, the pitch bounced before it got to the plate and the catcher tried to frame it. He tried to frame it. Now, some of you might say, Cliff, what are you talking about? Why are we talking baseball? I don't even like baseball, and you're sitting in here talking to us about baseball. I done tuned in, expected to be empowered. I done tuned in, expected to be educated, empowered, activated, and released, and you're talking about some baseball, a sport that I don't even fool with. telling you, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. I just need you to stick with me. I need you to stick with me, okay? So now, as I said, we're talking about framing. And as I I showed you in the first video, the way to do it the proper way and the way that you do it the proper way, you know, many times you don't end up getting caught. Now let's talk about our framework. Our framework many times is developed based upon some of the experiences we've had in our own personal lives, our own personal lives. Now, here's the thing about experiences there are sometimes our emotions can be at a heightened level and based upon the heightening of our emotions, that will determine how we view that event and every event that looks like that from that day forward. That becomes the framework of who we are. It becomes the framework of our responses, our responses, our reactions to things versus us responding to that which is presented before us. Now, I want to ask you a question. Has anything ever happened to you in life and now you go to the extreme prior to taking the time to process that thing, allowing that thing to download inside of you and you begin to process it? Maybe you need an example. Okay, great, I thank you. Maybe you went through a terrible relationship. Like it was crazy, it was toxic. You played a role in it, they played a role in it, you played a role in it, they played five roles in it. Whatever the extreme was. Because, you know, sometimes we get that victim mentality and it never was us. But one thing I've learned in life is that the more that we are ready to face the realities of us, I'm telling you, y'all, telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, one of the things that I mastered at a young age. Now, here's the thing that I, that, where I lost balance with it. Here's why I lost balance with it. Whenever anything happens in my life, I take responsibility for now, that does not mean that I haven't lied before about situations. Trust me when I tell you there was no better liar in this world than me. Do you hear what I'm saying? There was no better liar in this world than me. I could convince myself that I was telling the truth, and I'd sit there and wrestle with myself and be like, yo, that was not, that's not how that went down, Cliff. So I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, I do get it. But there came a space in my life where I had to come to a decision some years back. I'm going to tell the truth on myself. And here's why I own my story. Everything that I've done, you can come to me and find out about. Here's why. Because when you begin to own the truth of your story, you strip the power from everybody else that attempts to tell it or that attempts to use it against you or attempts to hold you hostage because of it. There's no one that can hold me hostage because of anything that I've done because I own it. And if, and if you are an avid follower of me, I promise you, you've heard me talk about it. You feel me? But here's one of the things that I had to learn. I had to learn balance there because I would be willing to share what I've done, but I was still holding myself hostage to what I've done. Therefore, guilt was still residing there. And because guilt was residing there, my framework was distorted. My framework was distorted. Let's look at some definitions of framework. Let's look at some definitions of framework. Do I want to go to I don't want to go to definitions? Yet. I want to talk to you about a dream that I had. I want to talk to you about a dream that I had. And this, this dream led to all of this. Okay. It led to all of this. And I hope that this is blessing you uh the way that it's blessing me i'm telling you because one of the things that sometimes i seek the creator for is okay what is the missing piece of the puzzle and now listen to what i'm saying missing piece of the missing piece of the puzzle is actually an illusion it's my framework it was the way that i framed my mind but then i also understand that there was Portions of me that I had to go back and get. There's a picture that I post very often, and I wish I had pulled could pull it up right now. But there's a basketball player named Derek Rose. Okay, his name is Derek Rose. And if you know anything about Derek Rose, his rookie year, he spazzed out his rookie season. Spazz out he was a great college player and great uh, NBA player. Spazz out got injured. As he got injured, he started going through a lot of different things. As he got older, he started to have a breakout season. All right, so this picture depicts him in his breakout season where he started to show not just glimpses of what he used to be, but he started to show a, a a version of him that embodied what he used to be, but had also elevated that. He had elevated, you know, as it related to what he used to be. But in this picture, he is going and picking up The injured one, or the one before he had got injured, he's picking him up and bringing him back to where he is now. One of the things that I'm gonna talk about tonight with my framework is I had to go pick up the part of me that I had released to somebody else, or to, to, yeah, to somebody else that was not present with me at this moment that I needed to be present. I always talk about it, and we didn't do it. We're going to do it right now. I want you to take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, the reason why I had you do that is because when we breathe in and we breathe out, it's like resetting yourself, allowing yourself to recalibrate. But it also brings you present, which means you're not a victim of your past. You're not held hostage to anything from your past. And you're not trying to figure out a future that you can create right now. There's no better time than the present. But what I want to make sure is that I call all of you. I call all of you to present. And the only way I can make sure I call all of you to present is the fact that I had to today call all of me to present i had to call all of me to present you got to understand i had to call all of me to present and this whole framework teaching or this framework conversation is what helped me realize that although there are portions of me that was present there was a part of me that just was not present and i had to go get it so i had a dream the other night okay i had a dream and in this dream, I was at this event, which is funny because if you know me, I don't even, that ain't me, okay? <laughs> that ain't me. I was at this event and at this event was church people from where I grew up at, okay? it was. They were from all over where I grew up at, okay? And there were two men, okay, that are considered like patriarchs or, or two men that you can look up to as mentors in that area in that area and i'm not going to name them you can assume if you're watching and you know where i grew up at you can pretend like you oh i'll pick i'll pick up who it is okay whatever but um so it was two men there we were coming out i was leaving of course and i was leaving early (laughs) which if i do go to events nine times out of ten i do all right but i was leaving early and as i was leaving they came out of the building and people were running like behind them and these two men who were they were they are quiet men by nature they are quiet men by nature but are powerful men i mean they are very powerful men of god oh god he did it he got shot. they are powerful men of god but in this dream they were arguing okay they were arguing which is okay people argue all the time but not only did they argue, and as they're arguing, you got a whole bunch of people. It a daughter of one of them trying to get in between and break them up, push them apart. But everybody else seemed to be just watching, just you know how you y'all know how it go now. Everybody either got their cell phone out recording or they're just watching, trying to hype the whole situation up, trying to figure out what's going on. But she was trying to break it up. Now every time that I would go to br- try to break it up something would pull me back. Now I'm not going to say something, I know it was spirit was pulling me back and not not allowing me to get involved in it. Hear me out. Not allowing me to get involved in it. Then the daughter out of her mouth said, "Come on, guys, you can't do this here because you know this is how you know how this is going to make you look. You know this is how you know how this is going to make the body of Christ look. Look, 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 we're going to stay right there because some of our framework has been constructed off of how will I look before people? What will people think about this? What will people say about this? And listen, I ain't judging nobody because it wasn't until I got to the age of 30 that I started to make decisions for me and not care about our decisions for me and not care about how I looked before people or what other people thought about the decision that I was making. I was making the decision that was best for who? All right, best for me. It was best for me. So she told come on, guys, you know how this is going to make you look and how it's going to make the body of Christ look. So I'm watching. Now, here's the thing. This is why I say you have to go watch Spirit Week because I am not going to teach on this. Okay, so then they keep fighting. And as they are fighting, one is running from the other and the other one chases them. And they chase them into a forest, into a forest. Now I want you to listen to the spirit of truth teaching um, from Spirit Week to get some clarity concerning the forest, all right? Now, they ran into the forest. Now this is the second time I attempted to get involved. However, spirit pulled me back. And if you listen to the spirit of truth teaching, you will understand exactly why spirit pulled me back and would not allow me to get involved in the situation. Okay. So they go into the forest as they're going into the forest, everybody's running in with them into the forest. Now that I assume once they got in the in the forest, they're still fighting. I don't know. None of my business. You know what I'm saying? And That's what the creator was trying to get me to understand as well. And here's what I want all of you to understand. There are certain circumstances and situations that you've involved yourself in, that you had no business involving yourself in. And it's not that it's a bad thing that you were involved in it. However, you were in the way. You were in the way. Now you thought you were doing a God thing. And I get it. I get it because that's how we were taught. WWJD what would Jesus do well the reality is that some of the th- some of the things that we involve ourselves in Jesus would have allowed to play out because there was a lesson that needed to be learned through that process there's a lesson that needed to be learned through that process that's why I want you to go watch the spirit of truth from spirit week okay I'm going to put the link in the in the uh, in this what is it in the comment section at the end so you can go watch it so it can make sense to you. It can all make sense to you. But the dream to me helped me understand that sometimes I have my things involved in too many things and not the things they should be involved in. And I know you say, ah, uh-huh, Cliff, because the Bible said, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Well, here's my question to you, my question to you. What if your involvement actually isn't peace? Because maybe what we've defined as peace isn't necessarily peace, it's settling. it's settling. It's settling, it's settling, it's settling. I promise you, it's our framework, yo. I promise you, that's what we are talking about on tonight. What if the peace that you are attempting to bring is compromise, is compromise? Oh, no, 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 Cliff. Uh-uh, cause honey, Holiness is right, and I stand for holiness. Now y'all know my feeling on. It. There can be no holiness without wholeness. And the reality is that many who cry holiness don't understand wholeness. Don't understand wholeness. Don't understand wholeness. Don't understand wholeness. And there can be no holiness oh, excuse me, without. Wholeness and for the wholeness in you, you have to value what's been invested in you enough not to be involved in everything. You don't need to be involved in everybody's business, you don't need to be involved in every conversation, you don't need to be involved in every fight. And some of us, can i can I talk real game to you because I've been there, I've been there, and the reality is that many times we only get involved because we feel the need uh 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 to feel validated or to feel important by getting involved, important by getting involved because we honestly have not valued what it is that the creator has called designed, and purpose us to be. It's just not big enough. It's just not good enough. It's just not pretty enough. It's just not enough for us to value and be who we are, to be who we are. So what we attempt to do is to be defined by our involvement in other people's lives, our involvement. Now, Cliff, hold up, because that's ministry. Don't you come at me with that, Cliff. Uh, uh. (laughs) We're gonna talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But here's the thing, you should not be more involved in other people's lives than you are in your own. You shouldn't be involved more in other people's ministry than you're involved in your own. You shouldn't be involved, can you imagine running a business but you're never there to, you, you, you haven't too long started your business so you don't even, you have one employee and it's you, you and the employee, but you can't show up to their business because you're over here helping me run my business. Now my business is prosperous. But I don't have the fortitude to tell you, yo, you got to check your framework, baby. You got to check your framework because it is not your responsibility to pour all out in me and then you go to you and you have nothing. Uh Uh-oh. Framework, 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 framework. framework, Okay, so here we go. Let's talk. I I have a story, okay? I have a story that I wanna share with you and I pray that it blesses you the way that it has blessed me and the way that it has set me free. And I pray, here is my prayer for you, baby. I pray that as the creator has set me free from this, ha, from this experience, that as I'm talking to you, you will experience freedom in your life as well. That you can take this story that I'm sharing with you and find something of value that you can relate to your own personal story. All right, so here we go. Picture it, Sicily. No, for y'all uh what is it? Golden Girls uh fans. I'm not a golden girl fan, but I remember that part. But um as I said, I played baseball the majority of my life and I know y'all probably another baseball story. Yeah. Change the channel if it's not good enough for you. But if you know somebody who likes baseball analogies or you know somebody they're struggling constructing their framework or you know somebody in a space where now there's a battle a war going on within them concerning what they have used as their framework versus what actually should be their framework share this with them okay so i uh play baseball as i said from elementary on up to high school uh had the opportunity to go to college and play and i i might share that another day but uh So I was about 14 years old. Or was I 15? It was either 14 or 15, okay? So here we are now. This is all about framework. It's about framework, I'm telling you. 14 years old. Now, I played school ball and I played little league. And for little league, I was in senior league by then, okay? So we're the last game of the season for senior league. And we are tied for first place with another team. If we win, our coach is the coach of the all-star team. If we lose, the other coach is the coach of the all-star team, okay? I am pitching that day, okay? Now, before we start the game, one of the players that plays with me and the son of the other coach and another player from their team, who we play all play school ball together, came to me and said, Cliff, tell coach your arm hurts and you can't pitch today okay and which wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been strange because i had pitched for the school i think it was like two days before or whatever he was like because if we win then our coach is the all-star coach and we want the other coach to. Be. I almost said the name <laughs> we want the other coach to be the all-star coach now i don't even know why i guess because they were my friends so i was like oh, okay I didn't even think nothing of it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll tell him. And we lost. Okay, we lost, which meant that the other coach became our all-star coach. That was the all-star season from hell for me. Do you hear me? I mean from hell. That was the most prejudiced coach I've ever had in my life not telling the story because of him being prejudiced. However, I'm telling this story because I'm talking about my framework, okay? I'm talking about the deconstruction that had to happen to my framework. So here I was, okay? It was the worst baseball season of my life, all-star season of my life. Matter of fact, I'm going to be honest with you. It was that season that I fell out of love with baseball. And looking back at it now, I don't fully blame him for it. I take responsibility for it, too, because they understood, and I understood, too, not just hyping myself up because I was nasty, okay? But I understood if I had pitched that day, my all-star experience would have been different. Now, we don't want to go back and change anything because everything that needed to happen, happened and the fact that that happened has led me sitting here before you tonight if it not, had not happened i wouldn't be sitting looking at well i can't say looking at your beautiful faces but imagining all the beautiful and handsome faces that are looking at me on on tonight and on the replay okay so um after that i i mean it was it was a i was in a very dark place because i had never experienced racism like that, I never experienced it like that before. I got, and I didn't get a lot of playing time. Yo, it it was it was crazy. Yo, I I've, I've never had a season like that before. Okay, so after that season, I started having arm problems, with my rotator cuff, and it got so bad I couldn't lift anymore. They had me using rubber bands. I, they were gonna do Tommy John surgery. Now hear what I'm saying. They were going to do Tommy John surgery. However, the doctor could not find anything physically wrong with my arm. Talking about framework, okay? Talking about framework, okay? He couldn't find anything physically wrong with my arm. I continued to play baseball. I, it just wasn't there anymore. My heart wasn't there, and it showed. It really showed. And my coach still, he worked worked it out where I could have went and played um, College ball on a scholarship. Uh, I could have went and played on a scholarship. And I just didn't have the love for it anymore. It didn't make sense to me at all. It all didn't make sense to me. Fast forward, <laughs> about eight years later, maybe six or seven years later, like I graduate high school, college. Oh, I coach baseball and everything. I, man, y'all don't understand. I love baseball. I love the art of it. I love the science of it. I love to teach it. I just love it. I love the sound of the ball hitting the glove. I love the sound of a bat hitting the ball. I love the strategy behind it. I love seeing double plays. I love seeing stolen bases. I just love the the game of baseball. It was the only sport I enjoyed playing. I had to play basketball when I was younger. I feel like I had to play basketball because they thought that it would alter the trajectory of my life. <laughs> You'll catch that later. <laughs> I had to play. I had, and I hated it. And because I hated uh, having to play, I hated it as I got older as well. And I was, I was okay back. Then. I got a shot. I still got a shot, Um, but I just hated it. I love watching it, but I hated having to play. Okay. So I graduate, you know, I, I'm, Went away to college, came back home, and I started attending uh, ministry. I started really taking ministry very serious. okay? Like, yeah. But anyway, as I'm going through life, there's someone that has become like a mentor to me. And one day we're talking, and they used to work in the school system too, okay? So one day we're talking, and they brought that person's name up and i was like mm, like it i cringed i remember that like it was yesterday like i cringed when they brought it up cuz i hadn't seen the man hadn't talked. i when when i left uh from college i i don't i never went back to the fields or any, i never done anything with baseball after that like i co i did coach i tell the truth i coached high school uh jv like 2 years i think it was but I never ran into that guy, never ran into him, okay? Or his son, haven't seen his son in years either. So he brought the man's name up. and He was talking about how great this man was and all this different stuff. And I was like, yo, that's not my experience with him. And I began to share with them my experience with him. This is our framework, y'all, our framework, I'm telling you. <laughs> Woo, God is so good. Oh, he's good. So I begin to share with him my experience, okay? And the person says, you know what? You probably just misunderstood him because I've never known him to be like that. So you probably are just exaggerating what happened. And it probably was like a joke and you took it serious. Now, y'all, let me tell y'all something. This was that whole all-star season. Now, don't get it twisted. I gave it just as good as I could get it after after a while, realize realized you're not going to stop. Oh, yeah, I can give that back to you, too, because I want you to understand. I'm a, I am was a very quiet person, very reserved person, very passive. But you back me in a corner, I promise you, I can fight myself out of that thing. Um, they couldn't take me now, because Lord Jesus, help my mouth sometimes. But I knew I had not, hear me out, I knew I had not, exaggerated the situation all right so my mom jumps in and says no that no that happened the way the way he said it happened that's how it happened however i leave that experience (laughs) god my framework my framework thank thank you lord for setting me free I, i leave that experience and that person plays such an integral role in my life that I started to ponder upon what they said. Instead of me saying, okay, we just had two separate experiences of that person. And I realized that my experience with the person was in a space where he had more freedom. Their experience with the person was in a, a school type setting where they had to be careful walking on a tightrope. Because if you think about a little league, it's a system there, it's a system, it's a hierarchy there, and you just don't touch that, you feel me? Listen, okay, so anyway, so I leave that encounter knowing now, I knew that I had not dreamt it up, I knew that it was exactly what I saw it as, I knew all of those things. I even knew my mom standing up, and saying something, you know, my mom, she don't say much, but when she says something, she going to say it, but standing up and saying how true it was, uh, I knew that was it, but it was something on the inside of me that said, <laughs> you know what, Cliff, maybe you are wrong. Maybe you exaggerated. Maybe you, it wasn't all that you thought it was, it was going to be. Maybe you just created that, that that's what it was. framework. Okay. How does that fit into framework? Let's listen. I want to tell you what framework is. All right. I want to tell you what framework is. Framework is, let me find my definitions. We're almost done. I hope I'm saying something that has blessed you because I want to prepare you guys. We have a special guest next month on the 3rd and the 17th. And I want to make sure you all are here. I want to get you ready because he's going to be talking about freedom. And if we can't deconstruct and begin to reconstruct our framework or deconstruct it and wait till we hear this freedom to begin to reconstruct it, whatever. If we don't prepare ourselves, we're not going to be open to receive what he's going to say. We're Not going to be open to receive what he's going to say. Because I'm going to tell y'all, Some of the things that you have viewed as freedom has become bondage to you. Or your pursuit of what you have viewed as freedom has now become the bond, has become become the bond, became a bondage. Because now you're constantly pursuing something and constantly pursuing something. I'm not good enough. I messed up. I did this again. I did that again. And because I messed up, I got to start all over again. Because I messed up, I can't, I was talking to somebody earlier, I can't hear God the way that I used to hear God because I messed up. I just can't do what he's called, created, and designed me to do. We are destroying and deconstructing all of that framework on tonight just through conversation. Just through conversation, hey, just through conversation. Hey, come on, here we go. Framework, a structure for supporting or enclosing something else. See, when your framework is constructed properly, it will support who you are. But when your framework is constructed in a manner that does not serve you anymore, it may have served you before, but it does not serve you anymore. Have you ever had a frame and it breaks? The glass on it breaks, so you just have to go get a whole new frame. Some of you just went and got new glass and kept the same frame and think that it still values you or are still you still it's still picture, still can fit in there, so it's still the same. No, baby. We need a whole new frame. Matter of fact, we need a bigger frame because the frame that you had caused you to minimize everything that should have been maximized in your life, baby. And when we construct it from a place of brokenness or a place of devaluing ourselves, we enclose that which needs to be released. We enclose that which needs to be released. So have your framework that protects you or supports you, but do not have framework that encloses you, that encloses you, that encloses you. Uh, It also talks about uh, the skeletal support that is used for, um, excuse me, the basis of something that is constructed. You think about a building; it has that skeletal structure that serves as the support system. You attack that support system, it's gonna fall. But if you build it in a way that it that it can't fall, then you don't have to worry about it. All right, it is purpose; it's that protection that you need. All right, but some of us, some of us have constructed these frameworks as defense. Mechanisms as defense mechanism Let, can I share something with you real quick before I finish my story uh my uh pastor, my apostle, and me were talking, and we 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 were talking about something. He asked me when was the last time you spoke in tongues? And I told him I, said, I spoke in tongues on my podcast the other day I was playing, but I was speaking in tongues I said, but i do you know privately i do I speak in tongues a lot um and he uh, I told him, oh yeah i I said I speak in tongues. Privately a lot. Uh, I said, um, no, fast forward two days later, we're talking again, and I was telling him how now it caused me, dealing with this framework framework caused me to revisit uh how I view my spiritual language. Because here's what I used to do. If I got in situations that I was really nervous, or I got in situations I was afraid that I wasn't going to be received because I don't flow the way everybody flows. And I used to not like the way that I flowed. flowed. And I used to try to rush my flow. I used to try to figure out creative ways to make people be interested in what are the, the flow that the creator had given me. And one of the defense mechanisms that I established was if I got in situations like that, uncomfortable situations, fearful situations, I just begin to speak in tongues. And you know why? Because let's be honest. Our churchiness churchiness, causes us to respond to tongues. Not even knowing what those tongues were based out of. And I was telling him how my whole framework around my spiritual language had changed because I realized I was using that as a defense mechanism. You might use something else. Um, I know with me sometimes, if I'm nervous about something, I'll start real hype. And I feel like if I start hype, I'll draw you in instead of me gradually building to that thing. Now I start hype and I got to stay hype the whole time instead of allowing myself to pace myself so that people that are connected to it can pull from it. Because sometimes people that are connected to it can't pull from what we're offering because we're not offering it in the manner that's attractive to them because we're trying to offer it a different way. But that's a whole nother story. Fundamental structure. As for written work, you know, framing your book. If you're authors, you frame out your book, you frame out your screenplay, uh, you frame out your uh, TV show or your movie, uh, your stage play. That's what I mean, your stage play. You frame all of that out. And within that framework, it tells you everything that's going to be embodied within it. Now, I want to ask you a question. What does your current framework say that you embody? What does your current framework say that you embody? Is your framework constructed from the framing that I showed you earlier, where the ball was over the head and you're trying to make it fit? Or the ball bounced and you're trying to make it look like it fit? Now listen to this one. This is the one. This is why I did the, or is your framework uh, built off of illusions? Here's the definition. A set of assumptions concepts values and practices that constitute a way of viewing reality a way of viewing your reality let me ask you a question do you view our reality from a virtual standpoint now i know we're virtual with everything man but have your assumptions caused you to view everything virtually a world that you've created you know what i'm saying like okay, 10 years ago, I applied for a grant. I did not get that grant. So I don't apply for grants anymore because 10 years ago, I didn't get that grant. So why should I apply for a grant? Because I'm not going to get it. That's an assumption that you created that you have now allowed to manifest as a reality because you haven't applied for anything. You haven't applied for Body. Or, or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mouth getting dry, I got put a little bit. Or 10 years ago you applied, didn't get it. You've applied 10 more times, didn't get it. Why? Because you created the energy that attracts you not getting it, baby. Off of that assumption, you cause it to be a reality based on your framework when that is not what the creator has caused you to embody. Maybe you didn't get that grant because that wasn't a grant for you. But that doesn't mean that you stop writing grants or you continue to write grants from that space of not getting it. Because if you write it from that space of not getting it, then you will always manifest not getting it. And many of us operate off of that space. We operate out of the space, excuse me, operate out of that space. We operate out of the spaces of disappointment, letdown, resentment, hurt, anger, bitterness, being cheated on, being lied to. We operate out of those spaces and don't allow ourselves to progress beyond that. Now, here's the thing. Today, I also had to, and this is the part of me having to go back and get myself, okay? Um, And this is how I know that we can operate, still operate from those specific spaces. So I made a decision some years back and the decision that I made was a decision for me. And the decision that I made, I already knew the consequences associated with that decision. I, I, I counted the cost and I felt like uh, making the decision was worth the cost. Now, here's what I'm saying. Here was why making the decision was worth the cost. Because if I hadn't made that decision, I wouldn't be standing here or sitting here right now speaking to you. I wouldn't be doing what I was called, created, and designed to do. Therefore, I valued that more than anything else. I valued truth more than anything else. I valued freedom more than anything else. I valued it, and because I valued it, I can sit in these spaces right now and be able to minister effectively to you because I made that decision. Now, here's the thing about the decision that I made. In making that decision, I again, I apologize for the background noise, guys. Uh, please try to stay focused, though. I um uh, I realized today, today I realized, I'm, oh, y'all, I'm getting hyped now. Today I realized that when I made that decision, not only were there consequences behind it, but there were statements behind it as well. Well, one of those statements kind of cut deep, okay? kind of cut deep. And it wasn't what was said. It wasn't even what was said. It wasn't even what was said because I expect that to be said. Matter of fact, I made a statement in support of it before it was said. I made a statement in support of it, uh, yeah, before, yeah, okay? But I found myself saying, okay, you know what? Hey, I don't even care. I don't even care i don't even care okay so fast forward to today as i'm sitting down spirit's talking to me and he's spirit is telling me you got to go back you got to go back to that statement now some people say ah uh-uh, because you said i need to be present hear me out hear me out hear me out yes it is imperative that we are present but like i was talking about Derek rose going back to pick himself back up I had to return to the post, not for the post, not for the people, but for me, because there was a portion of me that I left there. I gave them ownership over me. I gave them ownership over me. I gave them ownership over a part of me that's needed for success now, that's needed for success now. So I had to go back, pick me up, pull me into the present so I could sit here with you on tonight. Because if I hadn't pulled me to the present, I wouldn't be able to fully sit here with you on tonight. I wouldn't be able to fully sit here with you. The words that I speak wouldn't manifest the power, the authority, the revelation, the wisdom that they are exuding. Why? Because I wouldn't have pulled me here because I left me there. I had left me there. And some of us leave ourselves there just in case. Mm -hmm. It's not. Y'all like to find heartbeats? just in case, you know, just in case I have to go back, just in case I need to pull on that again, just in case I have to return to the familiar. No, baby, no, baby, no, baby. Your framework is requiring you now to go back, get it, pull it. So let's fast forward. As I said, we got there, we got there, okay? It wasn't until I began to study that I understood. Now we're going back to the baseball story. We're going back to the baseball story, okay? It wasn't until I began to study framework that I began to understand that I had to also go back to the 15-year-old that I had still not forgiven. (laughs) I had to go back to the 15-year-old that I had still not forgiven. And the reason why I had not forgiven myself is because I was like, yo, how could you have made that decision? Now, here's how that framework played out. It played out. I did not deal with, With it then, and because I did not deal with it then, it began to manifest throughout my adulthood. It began to manifest throughout my adulthood. It began to manifest throughout my adulthood. So I hadn't connected the fact that at 15, I made this decision. Six, seven years later, how many years? I can't remember how many years later. I have this conversation, and now I'm making it as if it never really happened. What happened was an illusion. No, it wasn't that what happened was an illusion. The illusion was that I was not valuing the experience that I had. I was valuing somebody else's experience over my experience. So now they became my framework, yo. They became my framework. And because they became my framework, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Man. Because they became my framework, that framework no longer served me. However, I wasn't ready to address what needed to be addressed to cause me to understand that I was operating in somebody else's framework. And I want to ask you tonight, whose framework are you operating in? Whose framework are you operating in? Because If you can learn whose framework you're operating in, it'll help you understand the decisions you make, how you are valuing things that don't, man, let me, oh man, let me tell you. The reason why you can't allow yourself to be freed, you can't allow yourself to be freed because you don't value that in your framework. So you got to deconstruct, go back, get you. And allow your framework to be reconstructed. Let's not hope something was said tonight that blesses you or that blessed you and brought you, not just blessed you though, because I really want transformation to take place in your life. I want you to begin to value you for you. I want you to value the totality of who you are because you are awesome. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are brilliant. You are intelligent. You are more than you have ever thought yourself to. You are successful. Do you hear me? You are successful. You are, no, 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 no. You don't have the ability to succeed. You are success. You are success. Why? As my pastor, apostle says, at the core of who we are is God. So we just got to get you back to your core. As I always talk about the essence, we got to get you emulating that fragrance of who you are. Thank each and every one of you for joining. I thank you for those who will watch the replay. Whew, y'all. Let me tell you something. There's something to be said when we allow ourselves to be whole. When we allow ourselves now. So what are you saying, Cliff? I'm not whole. No, you just don't. You're whole. You're not aware of it. When you allow your... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When you allow yourself to become aware that you're whole, when you put away and put aside all of the the things that have been spoken that contradict the wholeness of your life, that have been spoken by you, that have been thought by you, that have been spoken by others, because it's your thoughts of yourself, it's your words of yourself that give fuel to the fire for others to be able to throw wood in there and cause the fire to spread. When you realize you're whole, When you realize that thing, I'm telling you, there will be nothing that you will not be able to do. I want you to join us on the 24th. I also want you to join us next Thursday in the BFF page of the Reform. I will put that information in here as well. I will be having a conversation along with Jeremy Washington. We're going to be talking about this month, Expand. Seeing beyond and being beyond. And I want you guys to be a part of the conversation. As I said, we'll be back here on the 24th to talk a little more about framework, y'all. Because I really want us to be prepared for next month. Don't forget, next month, I want you to tell somebody. We will have Michael Weston with us. He's going to be talking about freedom. I don't know how he's going to flow. If you never heard him, that's why I said make sure you go back and hear Spirit Week. Because, yo, it's going to bless your life. Okay. As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means execute your vision. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card as well as it helps support our show.